Hi, Steve. Good morning. Um, that's what we say at this time of day, isn't it? We've got a mailbag today. We have. Shall I, shall I give you a flavour? Go on. Then. So we've got Steve. He says, I'm sure this will be a topic on the agenda with Steve, that's suppose me. But for idiots out, out there, such as myself, what exactly does widen the scope of the investigation into CY's activities with UGL mean? Learn how to use Microsoft Word, I think. Yeah, well, that would <laughs> widen its scope. How and why would he expect to benefit from this? Is he purely trying to divert attention? This guy makes Bowtie look like a saint. Look forward to the day they're sharing a cell. I say, Steve, that's jolly judgmental. When they play mummies and daddies, however. Now, now we've got Pete here. He says, which one of the following finds himself in the best condition, uh, best position regarding ongoing investigations? Donald Trump, CY Lung, or Holden Chow? Sounds like CY will benefit the most for interfering into the investigation into his own conduct, especially if they are now to disband the select committee. He ends only in Hong Kong. <laughs> These guys just have that as it's their sign-off. That's their auto Asia's weird city. <laughs> nice one, Pete. Well what, and here we have from uh, uh, um, Anorak. And Anorak. it says Anorak. <laughs> I was trying to be clever there. Um, what, do, what do Donald Trump and CY Leung have in common? Answer. You guys, chat about it, please. We will, we will, honestly. If one was writing political fiction, one would never dream up these two guys and their clearly similar views of what is ethical or even reasonable behaviour in public office. We are the boss. We're above the law. Well, you do write political fiction in the SCMP, so you've had a start. I've had a start. Should, should we, um, just, just for the listener who perhaps hasn't followed the story so far, we'll just, just, just catch up very quickly. So... Ever since C.Y. Learn came into office, there's been this question of whether he did or did not declare this payment he, he received from UGL, uh, which is an, Ameri- uh, sorry, an Australian-based company, of $50 million. I did not inhale that company. I did not inhale. <laughs> I do not know them. He says, oh, oh, it's all right, you know. Bribe- I mean, uh, paying money to the chief executive... Um, is perfectly all right as long as it's done before he assumes office. That seems to be his line of Small events. caveat there, Steve. Giving big bungs to big corporate guys for a non-compete thing is fairly standard practice. It, it is indeed. Yeah. It is indeed. So the question is, was it indeed for that purpose? Who knows? Mm. Well, and that brings us on. This is what they call a segue. I, I heard that I, on the radio, so it must be a real word. This is a segue into what happened next. So there's been the rumbling, rumbling, rumbling um, discussion about this. CY basically saying, oh, no, yeah, 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 shut up. I've already explained it. There's now a LegCo committee investigating it. And it turns out that the vice chairman of that committee, the, the well-known Holden Carr, of Australian fame, or possibly Holden Chow of Hong Kong fame. What a ding-bong. Who is such a ding-bong. I mean, <laughs> it's very hard to believe that anybody could quite beat that stupid. So, Holden, you are the idiot of the week. Why is Holden the idiot of the week? Because the thing is, if you're going to be the... Now, let me think of a word that isn't offensive. If you're going to be the lapdog of the chief executive, what you're supposed to do... And I'm an owner of dogs... I know you're supposed to pick up their poo. You're not supposed to present it as fresh meat. But he he gets he said what he does is he got from the CE's office um, a, a email that told him you will you will propose the following amendments to the scope of investigations of the committee. Yeah, and 
you know, in, in Microsoft Word, even I know this, and I'm not the most computer literate person on earth, when you edit a document, it identifies the source of the edits. Certainly in the, co- in, you know, like it, the government corporate ones. Well, and this one says, yeah. you know, um, C's office. So and so was here. <laughs> it says C's <laughs> office. And C's office put in, I, I can't remember how many, but many, many amendments. So ding bong, instead of doing what grown-ups would do, covered his tracks, he, he just goes, oh, yeah, 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 I'll, I'll just put that in <laughs> with the with the identifying marks. Now, you may say, oh, well, A for honesty, but I think that's stretching a bit. I think A for stupidity. He just didn't get it that, that, that when you put in a document with all the fingerprints over it, and you don't need to be Inspector Maygray to have worked out <laughs> where all these deletions and insertions came from, the non-Inspector Maygrays among us would have worked out these all came from C.Y. Lung or one of his underlings. Who's probably hanging from a lamppost as we speak, uh, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, so you may think, oh, my God, surely the best thing for him to do would have very quickly, you know, come clean and say, you know, boys, I've screwed up. I'm, you know, I'm leaving the committee. Instead, and this is almost unbelievable, but not quite, because it is You know, when Steve goes up an octave, he's about to get exasperated. Instead, you get three things happening. CY comes back and says, well, I, I'm the subject of the investigation, therefore I should be allowed to, to, to make input. No, CY, it doesn't work like that. This is the scope of the investigation. Of course, if you have a defence of your position, of course you should be heard. But you're not supposed to deter, dictate... Per- perfect use the, of the expression, well, he would say that, wouldn't he? He would, yeah. He and Mandy Rice Davis <laughs> have Rice-Davis. something in common, don't they? <laughs> but, you know, if you're, if, you're, if you're the subject of the investigation, you're not supposed to be the person who determines its parameters. That's kind of number one, number two, number three, and shall we say number four, just to round it off. Cause but it's especially number, number two. Especially number two. So that happens. Then, then I mean, this is almost beyond belief. Then the usual suspects come up and go, oh, I say, well, uh, ooh, this is a bit of a thing. Oh, I'll tell you what, why don't we disband the committee? No, the problem is ding bong. It's not the rest of them. It's our boy Holden has got to go. It's not the whole committee's got to go, but the DAB people have gone, oh, this is a good opportunity. We can, we can kick this into the back fence. And then, as if this wasn't all enough, you have CY popping up and saying, I'll tell you what, what we really need to do is two things. First of all, there's somebody on that committee who doesn't like me, doesn't like me, not my friend, so he shouldn't be on the committee. Anyway, I'm suing him. And, and another thing, what about the people who leaked this document? Shouldn't they be investigated? <sighs> we're, we're, we are back. I see why our listeners, and I'm surprised to know we have three of them, Wicked have that, drawn parallels with, with, with our friend Mr Trump in, in, in Washington. Because, I mean, this is the sort of thing that he does. When, you know, there, there's a, a leak from the White House, he goes, we have to investigate that leak. Not what was the purpose of it, what is, you know, what is the meaning of it. Now, let's be very clear about leaks. I know you shouldn't have them in theory, but, you know, you've got to, as the um, famous Australian political party used to say, you've got to keep the bastards honest. And the only way you can do this is when they do serious things which are wrong in office, it is actually beholden on the people who have... uh, information about that yeah. to, to, 
you know, bring it out into the public view. And in some jurisdictions, of course, they, they are protected by law. <clears throat> Not in Hong Kong, of course, but in some jurisdictions oh, that right. happens. Yeah. So, I mean, you've got the White House leaking like a, like a broken sieve. I mean, the holes in that sieve are so big. Down here in little old Hong Kong, you've got this Mickey Mouse administration in its last gasp. That's true, it is. It's got weeks. It's weeks only, kicking and screaming into oblivion. Uh, I mean, well, you know, actually, not oblivion, Beijing, actually. <laughs> Incidentally, yet again, I like to give the listener an update every week. As we speak, the, the chief executive is not in Hong Kong. Uh, today, oh no, yesterday he, he, he left for Beijing. The week before he was in Beijing, the week before, he's just not here. But when he is here... What does he do? He he kind of lashes out. People shouldn't. My affairs. I agree with everything he says. Instead, it's all jolly good stuff. Of course, you do, and should be supported. And so, where are we with Holden now? Some people are saying (coughs) he should be kicked out of Legco. That's probably a bit strong. But how anybody can seriously maintain that he has the smallest shred of credibility? to be continuing as a member of this committee, looking into the affairs of the chief executive, I mean, is beyond belief. The idea that he should remain as vice chairman is whatever is doubly beyond belief. And the idea that the committee should be disbanded because... Mad at his tea party, Because <laughs> Holden Chow can't cover his own tracks and, and, and is a total dingbat <coughs> is beyond belief times three. It's just... Have- Beyond belief, yeah, times you, made you, can. Yeah, you made your yeah, point. You made your point. It's coming thick and fast right now. It, it, it really is. I mean, it, it. And what is what is so interesting about this is that the people who are supporting Siwai Lung, and there's not many of them. They're exclusively from the DAB. They don't seem to realise how much damage this is doing to their own credibility. What they should do if they were really smart, and this is what you see some of the other opportunities opportunists doing, um, no names, say Regina Ip, um, is they're just keeping quiet and letting the brown stuff hit the fan because they know. So even that, even they know when to zip it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but these DIB guys, they they think you know. I tell you what, we because of course they're under enormous pressure. Let's be fair, they are under enormous pressure from their minders in the liaison office to be, you know, the toady's toady. So there is no toadying too much that they can do. But they're not smart about it. They're really not. I mean, smart toadying is an art. I have seen it. And when it's done professionally, it's done pretty well. I accuse none of them of being professional toadiers. They're rank amateur toadiers. Mm. And rank amateurism is not... It's not a compliment. You Incidentally, one, on. of the, one of the explanations that the leader of the DAB has given for Holden, Cow's, Holden, Cow, Holden Chow's actions is, oh, he's an idiot, he's incompetent. Well, gosh. Well, that cuts draw, out the middleman, doesn't draw, it? <laughs> draw your own conclusions from that. I mean, uh, Starry Lee, you know, A for honesty, but are you sure you wanted to say that? Thumbs, fingers and, it sounds like, still in with Steve Fines. Well, just um, before he goes, our, our very wonderful chief executive, uh, as everybody knows, threatened in his last policy address to uh, reduce the size of the country parks. And everyone says, oh, when he's going, he's not really going to do it. It's just because he doesn't like nature and people. stuff and people and people enjoying themselves. But, oh, no, in his very last weeks, he's now, and you've got to laugh, he's commissioned the Housing Society 
to do a study of two parts. One is in Mansan, I think the other is in Chunwan. Two parts, two enclaves in the country parts which might be suitable for housing. So, wait a minute, you're going to have an independent study by a body that, oh, that's right, it does housing. So won't they want to put houses? houses? I mean, I'm just trying to connect the lines. As a giveaway, it's called the Housing Society. Rock on. Not many people know what that does, but we'll take a wild guess and say it builds houses. Now, no, no disrespect to the Housing Society, but if you are going to do a truly independent study into this, don't you get somebody who doesn't have, you know, a, 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 a card in the game? I'm just no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Of course, he'll want to alter the terms of the uh, inquiry, but hey, no, that's, me... that's that's a given. So, I mean, what's going to happen here is yeah. that they will they will investigate this and they'll go, oh, you know, um, because the chief executive, the outgoing chief executive, who's barely in Hong Kong, has said this is really urgent. He's right. Housing is a really urgent priority for the government. So why don't you do? Oh, that's right. Why don't you develop the brownfield sites, of which there are many, and get on with it that way? Why are you so obsessed, you see why? Hey, with tr- the country triads parks? need a car park. They, that's true. Sorry, I keep forgetting. Come hey, on. Hey. And, you know, chaps have got to make a living. I do understand that. <laughs> huh, yes, gosh, how little I know about Hong Kong. But, but, I mean, in between all of that, you know, in fact... If there were some grown-ups in the room, there is a sensible discussion to be had about the enclaves of the country parts. There is indeed scope for re-examining some of them. But you just don't trust these people. Once they get the idea that you can start developments within the borders of the country parks, do you really think it's going to stop at two enclaves? Just a bit more. You know, just a bit just more. A bit more. Wafferthine. Yeah. <laughs> is the Pope going to give up fish on Fridays? I don't know, but... I'm guessing that, that this is the thin end of the wedge, and so is everybody else. Hang on a minute. What's, who's the, what's today's day? It's the 18th today. It is so the 18th We're talking today. six weeks, right? Yeah. Surely, I, surely there should be some... I mean, no, I'm not asking you. Is there a thing that says you can't do a super massive project within X weeks of no, your departure? No. I mean, this is a super massive no, project. No, I know. What, what, what normally happens among better organised jurisdictions is that there, there's a transition period. But the, the apparently what's happening in this transition period is although the new chief executive, Carrie Lam, has her own office at great public expense, incidentally, hmm. and has a team working there, the communication between the existing <laughs> government or the existing administration, I should say, and the new administration is, um, how can we put it, limited. Well, think of all those IDD phone calls. Well, that that yeah, racks up, you know. It, it does, it's true. I mean, I know it's difficult because the chief executive himself doesn't choose to be in Hong Kong during these diminishing Hang weeks, on a minute. Do we, need, do we need to worry about this too much? I mean, isn't he just arranging deck chairs on the Titanic? Well, I wonder about that because there is a big appetite um, in certain circles to get into the country parks. Those certain circles are called developers, in case anybody's under any illusion about this. So, you know, we'll start off with the housing society, because that's kind of, you know, nice things. They do housing for old people. There's no question that, incidentally, the housing society does perfectly all right things. That's not the point. The point is, should they be doing it in in the country parks? Is there a proper plan <coughs> for looking at the whole question of enclaves in the country parks, or indeed, if you really, as CY claims to be, and boy, nobody believes him, but if, as he claims to be, he is interested in the country parks, why not have a proper look at the whole thing and say, 
In some areas, they need to be expanded. In some areas, they need to be contracted. That's all right. All right with me. All right with most people who are actually concerned about Hong Kong's natural heritage and the green space and the lung, this wonderful lung that it gives to Hong Kong. If you're really concerned about that, you should be really, really worried about this. What I worry about Carrie Lam is, you know, people now saying, oh, she's not CY Mark II. I'm not so sure that's true. Well, you don't know yet. We don't know that. We should give her the benefit of the doubt. What we do know, and this is unfortunately the, the crucial point here, is that she's every bit as as enthralled to the property developers as CY is. So the chances of her being a white angel or whatever you call it, is it white angel? I don't know. <laughs> Something on a horse. Well, yeah. uh, bring in your own cliche for angel this one. Angel on a horse. Yeah. Angel on a horse. <laughs> Dog on a ship. Um, whatever of those, whichever one you like, the chances of her riding into this, like maybe even a white knight, mm. are very slight. I, I fear the worst. I think now that the, 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 the idea that the country parks are special is being dented, it's not going to just be dented. They're going to drive a horse and co- uh, horse and coaches through the whole thing. Well, you know, in six weeks, we may be able to talk about this differently. We, we may. may. We may. I, I have a heavy, heavy feeling. I mean, just... there, there, there's all these stories flowing around about how Carrie Lam is, is finding it difficult to put together a new cabinet of other than, you know, new new set of permanent officials, not permanent officials, of um, department heads other than, you know, from the civil service. Well, one of the reasons why she can't do it, she kept talking about, oh, I'm going to broaden it and, you know, bring in new faces. But one of the reasons is that she isn't in control of the process. I mean, they've all, all these appointments have to be approved in Beijing. And Beijing has actually said... Well, we're not having anybody who we don't know. We're not having anybody who hasn't made overtures to us. Oh, they they cons- they consciously want the shoe shiners to be, you know, doing a bit more shoe shining before they're allowed through the door. Oh, I think that's happening though. Well, that is happening. Um, Return to our first topic of the day. Yes. So you think Holden Chow should be the Secretary for Security, Absolutely. do you? Absolutely. Security. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just a suggestion, Carrie, if you're listening. I'll just throw that out there. But but actually, talking of civil servants, there's a very interesting statistic uh, released this week, which is that in the last year, 4.7% of the civil service quit. That doesn't suggest high morale. Now, I know that the majority of those who left, uh, and and we're talking about 7,000 people, because the civil service is a very, very big organisation, but the majority of those who left are retirees. But of course, in the Hong Kong civil service, mm. that doesn't tell you the whole picture because a lot of people take early retirement. So the fact that you've got this, <coughs> apparently the highest number of people quitting for 15 years, tells you something about the legacy of CY Leung and, and the level of morale in the civil service. I know people who are in the service who have indeed taken early retirement because they just see no reason to be there. What kind of, what kind of things do they say? They see no reason to be there. Right. They find it demoralising. And they find that, you know, they don't feel that they're doing anything useful. I, I mean, I don't know that many, but of the ones I know, well, that's some jobs what they are really say. boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not just talking about RTHK, are no, we? No. no. We haven't got to that level no, yet. We haven't got there. We haven't got quite quite down to that, no. So, I mean, that's that's quite interesting. These are people in the belly of the whale, you know, the real people 
doing the doing the nuggets and the what's-its down there, and they're going, you know, this is a demoralising place to be. Is I'm it because off. there's this grey soup, if you like, of decision-making or inaction? And <coughs> there yeah. seems to be this reticence of making a decision. Somebody would say, OK, let's do this, the buck stops with me. When, when did you hear that in the, you know... No, well, the buck stops with nobody in this. But I think also, I mean, the, 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 the parade of useless people in the most senior positions in the civil service, you know, edging education. I mean, only someone with a sense of humour would have thought that was a good idea. Okay. Paul Chan as finance secretary, anybody with a real sense of humour would have said, boy, if a man was ever suited for <coughs> car park attendant, that's our boy, but we'll make him finance secretary instead. Well, I wonder if people the world over could be saying things like this. <coughs> things like what? Well, just the kind of stuff you oh, say. Yeah. Is yeah, this, I mean, is this a unique they're, they're, Hong Kong thing? Well, it's unusual for almost 5% of the civil service to leave in a, in a, in oh, a know, single year. That's unusual. No, no. There's all these relatives saying family reasons, I bet. That's yeah, the big yeah, one in Hong Kong. Reasons. All the fellas leave West Kowloon, family reasons. Family. Well, granted, maybe they have, but... <laughs> they have enormous family reasons. I, I mean, I, I think we shouldn't have any civil servants from dysfunctional families. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's like, yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> or, or you should just be... They should be more like Donald Trump. Just have members of your own family doing all the top jobs. The bloke who's never been treated so badly and unfairly. In Everybody's history. on this now going, you know, Abe Lincoln, JFK. Yes. I've got a Roman emperor who had his head cut off and they used it as a football. Yeah, but... There was another bloke, another emperor, who was used as a cushion or something. He was can, a stepping stool. Can I point out something? Yeah. This is a pertinent point. Go on, then. That Roman emperor was not American. No, absolutely yeah, not. I just, just think we ought to so clarify... So it's, it's an old fact. It is an old fact, <laughs> Yeah, Mr Lincoln, I think, has Let reason. me ask you a bit about Trump, seeing as we're on the... Vin- oh, seeing we as are, we're yeah, finished. And, and, and depression can <laughs> sit in early. Um, <clears throat> what's going to happen there? I mean, are the, look, let's put it this way. Um, former director Comey is not going to take this lying down. No. And that's, the, like, the greatest understatement of the year. No. He's got some Easter eggs up there, and this thing's going to be public. Boom. Well, I think, um, as in all of these things, you look at... When, when, when an assassination is to take place, you always look at the friends. You don't look at the enemies. So the Democrats are sitting back and going, we're going to clean up in the midterm elections. This is going to be great for us. You know, keep Donald Trump there. It will reduce the number of um, uh, Republican legislators big, big time, and, and, and on all the local elections. I mean, you know, the, 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 the Trump effect is, is just great for Democrats. But look at the people who are his friends. And I put that in inverted commas. I, the people in the Republican Party who never really liked him ever. When I say never really liked him, actually they hated him. They really hated him. And they've been waiting for their moment. I think... That moment probably hasn't come, but when it does, he's in big, big trouble. Well, you could think this through. <coughs> I mean, he, he, talking about the Democrats wanted to get rid of Comey for ages, blah, blah, blah. So it's not just me, it's not just us, but think about it this way. What if the Democrats had been saying get rid of him for ages, because that way he would get rid of him, and then Comey would come back guns a-blazing and stuff Donald Trump? Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> every time you, you, you're talking about firing the you know director the, 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 the former director, director of, of the fbi of the fbi but i mean since then we now know i mean it's like a daily show of 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 you know whoops i've tripped up on the stage now we know that he asked comey to suspend the investigation into um general flynn people getting involved so, in investigations you know, about them you know what so, i mean you know it just piles on piles this is a drip but it started as a drip it's now becoming more like a mini flood i don't i wouldn't yet describe it as a flood 
I think there's a bit to go, but I'm very sure that the assassins will come from the Republican Party. Oh, oh, oh.